When the aging patriarch of a rich family built on a publishing empire is found dead in his study of mysterious circumstances that point to suicide, but maybe not, private investigator Benoit Blanc is called in to make his definitive analysis of this scene and determine whether or not there was foul play afoot. In this groundbreaking whodunit from writer-director Ryan Johnson, Knives Out, 2019's best, well, mystery. (laughs) Yeah. A film that didn't really surprise me, like, in its quality, but certainly I found enjoyable, and I, yeah, this is going to be a, surefire rewatch for me for a long time for sure it's yeah something that'll be in the stream of consciousness for forever it's a film we wanted to do last fall but we're unable to get to it and we are now doing it as our connector to velvet buzzsaw yes using tony collette and the theme of terrible people as <laughs> a thread and uh let's get into it i'm connor is gary i'm austin johnson welcome to filmgasm Knives Out. I saw it at the movies in November. Thought it was great. And uh, you, regrettably, didn't get a chance to see it at the movies. No, I streamed it at home. Watched it, you know. Watched yeah. it at home. Yeah. But still a great watch. I bought oh, it for immediately. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, rewatching it, I was like, this is brilliant. It's such a classic feel. It feels like, you know, Murder on the Orient Express or one of these, you know, whodunits. One of those Agatha Christie things. Yeah. It's Ryan Johnson... Is a lot like Shane Black to me. Great with his own stuff. Just do not give him a franchise. Like we were talking before we started recording that I associate Ryan Johnson with the beginning of my decline of interest in Star Wars. And then that's that sucks. He did The Last Jedi and that was met to some divisive uh, feedback on that one. Critically successful, financially successful. The fans fucking hated it. Yeah. And because of that movie, JJ had to overcompensate with The Rise of Skywalker and just turned it into this big old Star Wars greatest hits movie that just didn't work. And now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. But if he keeps if Ryan Johnson keeps making movies like this, he'll he'll get my he'll gain my respect eventually. Yeah. As long as you know, he doesn't get to do any more fucking Star Wars. Oh, I don't think he is, man. I think he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Last I heard, they gave him a trilogy. Did, is, oh, did he back what? out of that? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I don't pay attention. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. I love a lot of the movies, but... Or just smart. <laughs> Touche. I love a lot of the movies, but, dude, it's just kind of a bitch to be involved in this. Yeah. Like... No, I, yeah, I obviously have pretty, plenty of friends who are huge fans, including you. Yeah. It's hard to watch. It's you're hard. disappointed more than you're excited. Yeah, that's, that's just should not be the case. Star Wars. Well, is, you look, look yeah. at look at what Marvel's done. It's like, come on, man. Star Wars is kind of like a weekend dad. Like when you're with him, you love it. You're having a great time, but then you, you know you start to realize why exactly he's not around all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just Star Wars is is my weekend dad. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. (laughs) So, Uh, Knives Out. 
has an IMDb score of 8.0, Rotten Tomatoes score of 97%. It's a huge success, grossing $312 million on a budget of $40 million. Woo! There's already a sequel in development following Daniel Craig's southern fried detective Benoit Blanc. Now let's start with him. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Famous for playing James Bond in what will be four, five movies. Yes. And uh, arguably the best to do it to a lot of people. Yeah, possibly. And uh, outside of that, I fucking love him in Road to Perdition. Oh, man. Uh, he was great in Defiance. Yes. And the guy just, he he's a really good actor, and I really hope people re- realize this after he's done with Bond. Yeah. I... I- I think Knives Out is a huge uh, example of that. I think he's going to be okay. I think he knows how to make good choices. I also love um, <laughs> 2011 in uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think he's I think he's worked with some cool people. Uh, Very true. And, oh man, go back to Road, Road to Perdition. Underrated as hell. Connor Rooney. Dude. Ugh, what a people, monster. People need to see that movie. Yeah, it, it is great. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his, and I'm definitely going to be keen on seeing, like you said, post-Bond, what his post-Bond life is going to be like. Yeah, I'm excited. It's funny because we—I would have thought he, you know, he's threatened to quit Bond every single movie. <laughs> yeah, since 2006, yeah. they keep dragging him back. It's funny, except now you know, No Time to Die will be the last one. This is it. Yeah, which is good. It's time to let somebody else step into the Bond shoes. Agreed. Five's a good solid number. You don't want to Roger Moore yourself. Well, and uh, over like a 15 year stint too. So yeah. Shit. Yeah. 2006. So yeah, 14 year. Wow. Gallop. Jeez. Yeah. Doesn't feel it at No, all. it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't feel like we were 11 when that first started, you know. Damn. <laughs> Shame he peaked so early, man. Casino Royale is such a flawless movie. It's my favorite one, yeah. Yeah, mine too, probably. I don't see it being beat, unless this last one is just perfect. It could be. Because Casino Royale is like a perfect thriller. It's like a great like mystery almost. You know, it's just got everything. It's a great origin story for James Bond. You want, yeah. And General Craig is stellar in it. Not bad for a character that everyone thought he was going to fuck up. Yep. Then we've got Ana de Armas as Marta Cabrera, the nurse to Christopher Plummer's Harlan Thrombey, the woman who gets everything. (laughs) And probably my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. The will reading. Yeah. We'll get to that. But uh, Ana de Armas came up quickly. Like she was kind of nowhere and then she was everywhere. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden nominated for stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I think she's she's great in this. She she's, does such a great she's job. She's stellar, yeah. Uh, did you ever see Knock Knock? No, no, I haven't yet. It's a weird movie, but she's in she's in that. That was the first time I saw her. And ever since then, I've had a massive crush on Anna de Armas. And you'll, you'll know why when you see the movie. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, 2017's Blade Runner, she's in. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Gorgeous in that as well. She's a she's a very, very, very pretty lady. I think she's set to play Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. Which will be interesting considering she's, you know, Cuban. But uh, Yeah, and has like dark brown hair. So I'm wondering how they're going to get around the, uh, the accent. That's going to be and interesting. And her eyes look nothing like Marilyn. Yeah, it's going to be weird. <laughs> Let's see it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Chris Evans plays Ransom Drysdale, grandson to Harlan Thrombey. And a real piece of shit. Yep. Chris Evans, of course, is Captain America. That's his big role. Rogers. <laughs> He's fucking great. As Steve Rogers, the, you know, Boy Scout who slowly realizes that it's not all black and white. He gets better and better and better as the that he really in, does. As the MCU goes on. The, the arc he goes on is a fucking roller coaster and I love it. 
Yeah, I would never have thought, like, the first Captain America, and then from that, like, the transformation from, like, just quality of movie and acting of him, from him to, like, Civil War was crazy. If you, it's amazing. It, in 2011, if, while watch, after watching Captain America, the first Avenger, if you told me that eight years later, I'm going to get to see Captain America stand up to Thanos while holding Thor's hammer, I would have called you insane. Yeah. And now here we are. Totally happy. And I look back on that with... Oh, such pride and happiness, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, love Chris Evans. Me too. Love him in Snowpiercer. Oh my god, that is such a ride of a movie. Brilliant movie. <laughs> Chris Evans. Yeah, another guy who I think is going to have great success after playing because he's done with Captain America now. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, he, I just see great things for him in the future. So do I. And let's get into the. Uh, I don't want to say minor characters, but the. Next t- tier, I guess. Jamie Lee Curtis as Linda Drysdale, Harlan Thrombey's daughter, I believe. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking awesome. She's a screen legend. Yeah. Daughter to Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. So she's Hollywood royalty. Yes. We talked about her at length in the Halloween episode we did. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she's just a genuine, awesome actress who just fucking rocks and she's hilarious in this. I know. I, I love seeing her do stuff like this, man. Such an arrogant trust fun bitch yeah. i love it michael shannon plays walt thromby harlan's youngest son michael shannon an oscar nominee uh, been nominated for 2008's revolutionary road and 2016's nocturnal animals yes i fucking love michael shannon he Me is too. such a presence mm-hmm. dude strong he's a great zod no oh, yeah. he's the best part about man of steel oh uh, yeah i agree <laughs> i adore him uh nocturnal animals my gosh that's a rough movie. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Ninety Nine Homes? Yes, oh, yes, I have. Underrated as hell. He was oh, such a horrible person he's, in that movie. He's great in that. <laughs> uh, he he is the only part of Shape of Water that I really like. Still, <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Shannon is the man. Dude, that part when he rips his fingers Boardwalk off. Empire. I mean, fuck, you know, yeah. He's still <sighs> Nelson TV. Van Alden. Dude, oh, I forgot about him. I love Boardwalk Empire. Oh, that fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I never finished Boardwalk Empire. I God, really want dude, to. So good. I remember that scene where he like drowns his partner in the uh, baptism. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> No pun intended. Uh, Don Johnson plays Richard Drysdale, uh, Harlan's son-in-law, I want to say. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he might be the worst one. Yeah, he's the most annoying. Yeah, he's having an affair, and uh, that's what Harlan cut him off for. Don Johnson was, uh, he's big in the 80s, Miami Vice, and he's had a hell of a career resurgence ever since uh, Machete in 2010. Yes. And I love it. I love Don Johnson. Yeah, bring it on, man. <laughs> he's great at this kind of shit. Yeah. And, and who the fuck is he? Like, just, oh, look. Uh, that's like my favorite bit when everybody just <laughs> finally brings that up. It's great. <laughs> How was the party? Oh, pre my dad's death? Oh, it's great. <laughs> Dry delivery, man. This movie's oh, brilliant. Tony Collette plays Joni Thromby, Harlan's daughter-in-law? Daughter? Mm, yeah, that sounds right. Well, tough to follow with all the characters. There's a lot. Big, tree, big family tree here. We talk about Tony Collette all the time. She comes up in film gasm. Yeah, so she's daughter-in-law because her husband passed away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she just kind of hangs out. Yeah, yes. she's a leech, straight up. <laughs> Tony, man. Oh, yeah. She's double dipping into his into his bank account. I love that they show like flashbacks of her, and she's like dancing around. They're totally like ignoring her. She's trying to get Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> yes, to come up. Yeah. 
just, just get the fuck out of here. What are you doing here? <laughs> so good. Lakeith Stanfield plays Lieutenant Elliot, the cop who's uh, Benoit Blanc brings in to help him out. Another guy who's had a hell of a couple of years. Jesus. Came up really fast. No kidding. And uh, what are some of your favorite Lakeith Stanfield performances? Uh, my favorite thing he's done is will always be Atlanta, the TV show on FX. He's Darius in that show. But then, of course, you know, Get Out and uh, Uncut Gems. I mean, he kind of can do anything. He has know? such an underrated, powerful performance in Get Out. Oh, my gosh. Just, I mean, he, the to, that's the best scene to me. And the beginning of that movie is brilliant when he's like in that like supposedly white neighborhood. You know? yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, this motherfucker. He's just, yeah. The subversion. I love it. Everything he embodied. Yeah. He's so fucking cool. You know, Lakeith is. Sorry to Bother You was such a strange movie. I mean, that's his movie, you know. But like, he did yeah. such a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. You could man. never explain that movie to anybody. No. My cousin watched it. And check he, it out. He posted a weird Instagram post where he was like, you know, he never. He came all the way up, and he lost who he was. And my whole family was like, what the hell is he talking about? I had to, I asked him, he's like, oh, I watched Sorry to Bother You. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Don't get cryptic on social media. The family's going to ask questions. <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> Kids like, what, 14? Just, just wait a few years. <laughs> Man, Sorry to Bother You would have blown my mind if I watched it when I was 14. Jesus. Jeez Louise. All my cousins are starting to get a little older, so they're starting to check out more movies. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God I was getting sick of the same. Well, I introduced that... my my other cousin Ryan to the Terminator franchise, uh-huh. and he fucking loved it. Yeah. He, we've, well, yeah I mean, we've watched one. How old is he? 17? He's, he's 18 now. 18. Well, yeah, I mean 18. We watched one, two. Prime time. One, two, and uh, Dark Fate. Nice. And he <sighs> loved them. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Uh, then we got Christopher Plummer <coughs> as Harlan Thrombey, writer extraordinaire, the king of the crime novel. Christopher Plummer won his Oscar in 2010 for the film Beginners. He's also been nominated for The Last Station and All the Money in the World. Took him five decades of work to finally get an Oscar nomination. And then he got a bunch, yeah. Yeah, then he just kept getting them. I loved him in All the Money in the World. Oh, dude. For a role that was replaced and filmed so quickly, he did such a great job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Plummer, great actor. F- fantastic. Legendary. It, again, performer. another guy. All these people have such a presence. You know? They do. His cast is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the trailer. I was just like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, the and second I watched it, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. How I do think, you get all these people? I think we were seeing a film together, and we were like at the theater, and you like looked at each other like, dude. <laughs> Tony Collette and Jamie Lee Curtis? Whoa, 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 whoa. The two best horror movies from 2018? Those two ladies are in the same movie? <sighs> I miss that feeling. I can't wait till the movie theaters open back up. I know, man. Isn't it so much fun? I feel like a piece of my life is missing right now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like- Especially since, like, you know, as yeah, as lame as this sounds, probably a broken record at this point, it's just like, you know, you go to the theater because that's your place of solitude. Yeah. And when that gets taken away from you, you're like, oh, man. It's my happy place. You're like, that's why I went to escape from reality. And now the reality is that those places are shut down. It's just sad. It's sad to swallow. Ugh. Very sad. Yeah. Well, let's get happy. Let's get into this plot. Let's talk this about crazy ass plot. Knives out. So wealthy crime novelist Harlan Thornbay, Christopher Palmer, our man, uh, he invites his extended family to his remote mansion on his 85th birthday to deliver important though disappointing news to a number of family members. The next morning, however, Harlan's housekeeper, Fran, 
finds him dead in his study room. You know, very much like Clue. Yeah. In the yeah. In the study. Harlan in the study with a knife. But you know, it's very it's not a very good idea to cut off all of your family members in the same night. Probably not a that a good idea? Probably not. I want to space that shit out. Yeah, I I personally wouldn't. Yeah, maybe just don't and just wait till the will. Yeah, because I mean you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> that's maybe that's what he's you know yeah stirring shit up. Well, he liked to. I mean, he was all about games. Yes, games very very much. So Honestly, about. when I saw this for the first time, I thought the movie was going to end with like he's really alive and yeah a test. yeah yeah. I, I did too for a minute. Yeah yeah. <laughs> None of you passed. You're all assholes. <laughs> oh, man. The police, along with the experienced private eye, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. <laughs> are called in to investigate. Throughout a series of interviews with each of the family members, secrets are revealed, <laughs> as well as possible motives for the murder. Oh, I love those. It, it's brilliant. And it's a good chunk of the, like, good chunk of the film. You, like, yeah. really, it's a great introduction to everyone. There's names next to them, even. You know? You, like, really are just, here's, who, here's the players. Let's get it. Let's get in this this monster. While at the same time revealing tons of shit. Oh yeah, it's great. It's really genius. So uh, Richard Harlan's son-in-law was discovered to have cheated on his wife Linda. Yep. Richard is Don Johnson. Don like Johnson, said. Miami Vice legend. Uh, Harlan's daughter with Harlan threatening to expose him. Joni Harlan's daughter-in-law, Tony. Yep. <laughs> That's great. I hope they chose that on purpose. I bet they did. <laughs> wife of his deceased son Neil was exposed by Harlan after she stole $400,000 from him by sourcing duplicate checks meant for her daughter, Megan. How long did she think she Whew. was going to get away with that? I don't know, dude. Jesus. That is rough. <laughs> but her care, Tony Collette, why is she so good at everything? Why is she so believable at being this? And it goes hand in hand with the Velvet Buzzsaw performance. Like, why? Why is she so good at this horrible, like, horrible piece of shit character? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how she's so so believable. At it. And then she can play fucking Annie from Hereditary. You know, I don't get it. Like she's she's crazy. She's just such a great actress. She, she, yeah, she dissolves. Uh, yeah, I don't understand her, man. <laughs> no one thing I realized: Velvet Buzzsaw is the like the only time I've seen her where she didn't play a mom. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only time. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I mean, yeah, about a boy, Little Miss Sunshine. She's just such an awesome mom. Yeah, even in this, oh, she's a terrible fucking mom in this, but she's still a mom. She's a mom, nonetheless. Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine, man. Oh, boy. It's a great, we got to figure out a way to do that someday. Well, that definitely would have been the choice had we done Knives Out back in the yes, fall. Yes, exactly, but, yes. Yeah, I, I know this is this is dear to my heart, Little Miss Sunshine is. I know it's dear to your grandmother, right? Well, she made me watch it for the yeah. first time, and I absolutely adore it's it. It's amazing. It's Yeah, it's fantastic. Another great ensemble. For sure. One little thing I love about the characters in this that just shows you at their core, how big of a piece of shit they are, is the way they talk about Marta. Yes. The way they all say her family's from a different country. Yeah. You know, families from Ecuador, Ecuador, families from Uruguay, families from Mexico. Venezuela, Paraguay, yeah. Just pick a South American country. And, like, there's that one scene where uh, Don Johnson and uh, Tony Collette are talking about uh, immigration. And Don Johnson is arguing that, like, Marta came here legally. She's part of the family as he's handing her his plate. Yeah. yeah. What a fuck. Jesus sage. <laughs> Little things like that are brilliant bits of character development. It, yeah, yeah. Pe- peppered throughout this whole movie. Yeah, and that's nonstop. You get more of that as it goes. It's great. Oh. <laughs> so then we talk to uh, Walter, which is the youngest we talk, uh, Michael Shannon. Walt. <laughs> ah, man. 
And he, we learned that he was fired from his father's publishing company during the birthday party, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, Ransom, Linda, and Richard's son had discovered he'd been cut out of the will entirely. Ah, it's not the best news there. Well, Walt is the... He's been kind of just riding his dad's curtails yeah, or coattails yeah. for years. Yeah. And now he's not. So if anybody, he's got the strongest motive. I, I agree on paper at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Especially when you see that scene when he's like kind of getting into it with his dad. Yeah. And his dad's like, no, like we're not adapting any. Like these are my stories, you know, and all the good fa- boy. Yeah. <laughs> all of the family members like immediately start talking shit about one another. Yeah. During the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little Irish courage. Ah, he said that about me. Yeah. yeah. What? Richard said what? <laughs> it is great, man. Ugh. <coughs> and it's then revealed that after the party, Harlan's caretaker, Marta Cabrera, which is Anna Damas, took Harlan upstairs to give him his nightly medication. Mm. After beginning to play a game of Go, Harlan jokingly knocked the board off the table before Marta could give him his medication. Marta picked up the bottles and injected him, but realized that she actually gave him a hundred milligrams of morphine. Oh, such a heartbreaking scene. Christ. Especially knowing what you know later. Oh boy. Christ. Uh, To protect his friend, Harlan gave her strict instructions on how to escape and avoid suspicion before slitting his own throat, leaving Marta shocked. What a powerful relationship. No kidding. I mean, you got to talk about develop character development. You got to really love somebody to do that. Like to sacrifice yourself to make sure they don't go to jail. God damn. Slit in your own throat? I don't know if I could do that. No. Jesus. That's a ridiculous action. That's. But I love this scene because it just, it explains, you know, later on why he leaves everything to her. Yeah. Because she's the only person in his life who, A, treats him like a, like a person. B, is a good person. C, wants nothing from him. Exactly. That's the main, that's definitely the main thing. It's like, I, I, I'm, I want nothing from you. Yeah. Yeah. Other than like, I'm just here. All know? of his family are just waiting for him to die. Oh, God. Jesus. So Marta dro- drives away, parks her car, returns to the house through the gate entrance before climbing up on the side of the house and wearing Harlan's coat and hat to confuse Walter and his peripheral vision, who had seen Marta leave, ruling her out as a suspect. <laughs> well boy. thought out. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> That's some good, that is some good shit in, in this movie, too. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, and, yeah. You know, at this point, the first time I saw this, I was just kind of like, oh, I was in, <laughs> I'm, I'm thrown for a loop here. You know, well, I'm, Harlan like thinks all of this up in like less than 10 minutes. Cause he's, he thinks there's a ticking clock here. He's a genius, man. Ugh. He's written all these books. I want to read some of those books. I know, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so the, poli- the police do question Martha as she is trustworthy source due to her inability to lie without vomiting. But she makes it through her interrogation without fail. Suspecting foul play, Blanc is determined to find the truth and the true cause of death. Ah, oh, man, Blanc. And nobody knows, he doesn't know who hired him. No, I love that. Yeah. Love that. A newspaper yeah. article and an envelope of money was slipped under his door. Yeah. Such a Poirot moment, you know? I, again, this is, you brought up earlier, very like Agatha Christie type, oh. just like, ah, <laughs> suspense, you know, classic we never, We don't get these anymore. There are no, no. whodunits And when we do get them, it's Kenneth Branagh's Morning on Martin Learning Express, and it's just not what you totally want. It's okay. Need more originality, which is what Knives Out is. Yeah. It's great. This is definitely a movie I feel like we 
I don't, I don't want to say needed, but it's one that was necessary because there hasn't been one like it in pop culture in a long time. That's why it was such a success. Because yeah. people were like, oh, what's this? Yeah, like, I don't think people quite realize how many people liked Clue, you know? Like, that, ah! sort, that sort of style. It definitely I, feels like Clue. When Knives, came out, Knives Out came out, I heard a lot of people, including yourself and one of my really good friends, Andrew, were like, dude, I love Clue, so I'm going to love Knives Out, you know? Like, I'm going to go check it out. Uh, and that's awesome, you know? To, like, repeat... For films to kind of repeat those tropes, but in new ways, new ideas. Oh, for sure. New actors. It's great. It's fun. Speaking of, Clue is in the book of Filmgasm. Oh, God. That'll so, be great. One yeah. day. <laughs> oh, that'll be fantastic. The next day, Blanc, along with Marta and the police, search the house and its surroundings for clues, many of which Marta is able to cover up before the detectives can even find them. Since it is the day of Harlan's will reading, the family anxiously awaits the reveal and are shocked to hear that Harlan left everything to Marta like Connor was saying, including his inheritance, the house, and his company. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Fuck all of you guys. But before that, we meet Ransom. Yes. He shows up, <laughs> Walt points out, like, you were, you missed the funeral, but you're early for the will reading. Oh, Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> he plays such a prick. I love it. He shows up in, like, this big white sweater. It's perfect. His New England dickhead sweater. Oh, yeah. Chris Evans... I love a guy who can play who can play to his stereotypes. Oh yeah, I'm a good looking guy. I can definitely play a douchebag. I'm gonna do it really fun. <laughs> I love when guys do that. I think someone who has like refreshingly done it is Channing Tatum. Yes, he's like put himself into like stupid ass roles like Twenty One Jump Street and be like, I'll be that guy. I love that. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, perfect way to do it. And I think this is just right up that same alley. Like ah, I love when guys are able to do that. You know that vulnerability, but at the same time. You want this. <laughs> you, you, know, you want me to be a dickhead. <laughs> oh, it's awesome, dude. Ransom is great. Uh, yeah. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character. Oof. Uh, As we're talking about him, I'm like, God, they're all great. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's Richard. Richard. Uh, it's between him and Walt. I love Michael Shannon. Don Johnson <laughs> in this just is on a whole other level. I know. Because he's not part of this family. He's an outsider. Exactly. So he's just like, you know, oh, whatever. What's that? Fuck, that's weird. Like, he's just on, like, the outside looking in this whole time. It's weird. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I love that scene where Ransom tells, you know, he tells Joni, like, up your ass, like, out of nowhere. (laughs) And then just tells them all to eat shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen that shirt, like, just eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. You should buy that. (laughs) Like, six times. (laughs) It's it's a sign, Connor, you gotta buy it. (laughs) Despite the family's kindness to Martha the night prior at the party. Oh, they quickly turn on her, but Ransom helps her escape. Huh. This well, guy's not so bad, huh? Well, I love Linda's immediate, like, were you boinking my father? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all like, you little bitch. Like, they all just immediately turn into a bunch of jackals. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> Ransom is like, all right, I'm going to play my cards here. He <laughs> takes Marta. They go to a local restaurant, and Ransom coaxes Marta into telling him everything. Yeah, she... <laughs> She gives he gives her a whole plate of beans, yeah. and an empty bowl. What an asshole, dickhead! Ah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the family members realize that if Marta can be proven as the murderer, mm. they will regain their inheritance right away. They they're insist. All, yeah. yeah, it's genius. they're all trying to find a loophole in, in, in a, like to get the inheritance to get something back, a yeah. piece. <laughs> oh, so greedy. Oh, that Frank Oz is the guy reading the will too. Cool, yeah. pretty touch. <laughs> They insist that the murder investigation continue, and Blanc confirms his suspicion of foul play, adding that everyone is still a potential suspect. This leads to Marta receiving a ransom note reading, I know what you did, mm. along with a partial photocopy of Harlan's toxology report. Ooh. Ooh. Man, that's, mm, that's some tough stuff. Again, 
I remember watching this for the first time and being like, I really, there's still like 40 minutes left and I have no fucking clue how this is going to end. It's funny how this plot synopsis really doesn't have a lot of Benoit Blanc. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, this plot synopsis doesn't have a lot of the, um, the little dry humor, you know, that's in there. That, that's really what makes this movie tick. And it, yeah. These synopsis on, on IMDb are very, they're very long. And they take tell in detail what what's happening happening action wise. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of little things that yeah are just aren't on in here. We try to fill in the gaps as best we can. Yeah, and, and again, you need to see the film. Yeah, before you listen to the Odds are, <laughs> if you are listening to this, you've seen Knives Out, you like Knives Out, and you want to hear what we have to say about exactly. it. Exactly. So if we figure you've seen it, so that does our job for us. Oh man. <laughs> so Martin Ransom. They drive up to the medical examiner's office only to find it up in flames ah. and swarming with the police. Pretty frightening. It's almost like, wait, um, you're, you're kind of with them at this point. Or I, at least I was. I'm with Martha. You know, I'm like the whole time. And I'm like, all right, I'm, what the fuck is going on? This this does not look like it's going to end, end very well for, for her. Nah. At this point, you think, you know, yeah, it is her fault. Yeah. And she's going to lose everything because of this. Her mother's going to, Walt even threatens to deport her mother. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, man. At, Ra- at Ransom's insistence. Martha checks her email and finds an address and time. Blanc spots the pair before they engage in a car chase. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Martha and Ransom are ultimately unable to evade their pursuers before Ransom is arrested. After Juanita, Harlan's mother, an elderly matriarch of the family, falsely identified Martha at, as him at the house. Whew. Bring it in. <laughs> he said bring it in the, the, Harlan's mother here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's another great performance? <laughs> Just so subtle. <laughs> How old is she? We have no idea. Are you leaving early? <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so good. <clears throat> Marta drives to the address only to find Fran there, drugged. Fran! Fran! Fran's back. It's been a while since we mentioned him. Marta performs CPR on her and calls the police phone line, ensuing that Fran gets to the hospital safely. On the drive back to the mansion, Martin Re- Marta reveals everything to Blanc, who discourages her from confessing to the whole family. It's funny the the uh, the angle Blanc takes with this. Yeah, he knows that the family are all horrible people. Yes. He knows Marta's a good person, so he. It's interesting. It reminded me of the end of Murder on the Orient Express when Poirot yeah. realizes they all. Oh, sorry to spoil this for you, but it's been out for like a hundred years. Uh, Poirot realizes that everyone on the train was involved in killing Ratchet because he murdered the little girl. So they all were in on it. So Poirot makes up a fake story so they get away with it because he knows these are good people avenging better people. Yeah. This guy deserved it. It reminded me a lot of that. Benoit Blanc definitely has a lot of Poirot. For sure. In him. For sure. Definitely influenced by by that character. No doubt. Uh, on the drive back to the mansion, Martha reveals everything to Blanc, who discourages her from professing. Uh, however, Blanc, Blanc tells her to stop at the last minute when he spots something in a copy of the full toxicology report that Fran had hidden away. <laughs> ah, man, stellar. So happy. That one little bit, like, stop! Thrilling. You know, those are <laughs> thrilling moments in movies, yeah. Just ah. a document, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> the police bring Ransom to the house and place him in a private room where Blanc and Martha are waiting. Blanc reveals that he deduced the murder and goes on to reveal what he really knows. The night of the party, Ransom stormed out after discovering Marta's inheritance from Harlan and decided to frame her for his murder. Ransom swapped the contents of the medication vials and removed the emergency morphine counter agent, ensuring the morphine overdose. Man, just brutal, dude. Yeah. Brutal. Brilliant way to kill somebody, though, gotta say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Rogers, man. 
Uh, Ransom then swapped the vials Steve back Rogers, while the rest of the family was at, at Harlan's funeral. God, piece of shit, man. <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> Fran saw Ransom in Harlan's study that day and deduced his involvement in Harlan's death, prompting her to send him the Ransom letter, <clears throat> which Ransom then sent to Marta after cutting out the address. Ransom then burnt down uh, the medical examiner's office to ensure Harlan's blood work was destroyed. God, it's really crazy when you read it. Yeah, man. It really is. <laughs> it's intense. Ransom's original copy of the toxology report and emailing Marta at Fran's location in the hopes of fooling the police into believing Marta had murdered Fran. God. Blanc then reveals that the toxology report shows that Harlan was, wasn't poisoned at all and that Marta had instinctively given Harlan the correct medication. Uh. But noticing the mislabeling, didn't know. Oh, oh man, it hurt. He oh killed himself God. for nothing. It's this movie for nothing. <laughs> well, I love when he does, when Harlan does think he's been poisoned, when he does think he, he's yes. overdosing on morphine, his reaction is, this would be kind of a brilliant way to kill somebody. And he opens his notebook and he starts making a note of it for like his next story. Yeah. And then he, you know, starts realizing like, oh, she doesn't have the, the stuff. I'm going to die. I'm, yeah, I'm going to die. All right. And she's going to get in trouble for it. It's all so quick. Like he... He has no regard for his own life. It's mm, ah, man. such a good, good dude. Crazy, man. <sighs> then Martha receives a call from the hospital and says that Fran is alive, forcing Ransom to admit his crimes before angrily vowing revenge and legal re- recourse on Martha. Man. At the last moment, Martha vomits on Ransom, revealing that she... <laughs> Revealing that she had lied and that Fran actually died. Oh, that was so gross. At the hospital. It really was. That was disgusting. But, you know, he tried to take her out with that fake knife. Exactly. Exactly. Bastards. <laughs> oh, man. Enraged that he had been tricked into admitting murder and arson, Ransom attempts to stab Marta, but the knife turns out to be one of Harlan's many props. <laughs> uh, he is then taken into police custody while the rest of the family watches in disgust. As Ransom is taken away, the remaining Thorn Bay family... Look up at the mansion's balcony to see Marta sipping from Harlan's signature coffee cup <laughs> with the label, My House, My Rules, My Coffee. Fuck yes! So satisfying. Incredible ending. All those assholes are now destitute out on the street where they deserve to be. Ah, oh, perfect. I love it. I love it. Awesome movie. I, 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 it's close <laughs> to a 10. I give it a 9. It's close, man. 2019 was a wicked good year, and Knives Out is right up there with it, you know? It's oh, an yeah. awesome, awesome film. For sure. It was nominated for one Oscar for uh, Best Original Screenplay. Rightly so. Which, uh, unfortunately, it lost to Parasite. <laughs> Rightly so. You know? Yeah. It's a great it's a great script. In a weaker year, it could have had a chance. But yes. Nah, man. It could have had a chance for more stuff. I actually think Ana de Armas should have been nominated. Oh, she was fantastic. I think it's like a damn shame. I, she, yeah, I think that's a damn shame. I give this film an eight. Uh, I love it. Couple more viewings, it'll probably go up. It's just a yeah. very enjoyable film. It's so good, man. Yeah, like you said, rewatchable as hell. Yeah, I'm gonna. I am always gonna watch it. A big problem with whodunits is you know once you know who done it, film loses some punch. I don't think this is the not in this case. No, not in this case because there's so many little teases. It's at what's it, really going on. It is on. quite confusing at times, and with that sheer amount of characters, it it, it can't get old. Very true. It can't get old, and I, I'm gonna. I, I'm keen on rewatching it, like in. A certain you know perspectives you know like really try to figure different stuff out um watch every mark every move marta makes you know stuff like that it's one of those films i think kind of, like sure. you said kind of like usual suspects those like man classic whodunit but i can keep watching it well like when uh when harlan's talking about his family you know acting like leeches like you know waiting for him to die wanting their money 
and that he had to cut them off. He says something about like you eventually you can never tell the difference between a real knife and a prop. Yeah. Such a big tease, but you mm-hmm. never knew when that tease was going to pay off. I thought that meant he didn't really kill himself. Yeah. But in reality, that meant fake knives downstairs. <laughs> exactly. Well, stuff like that. Incredible. What is, I think uh, Ryan Johnson also did Looper. Yeah, I like Looper. Looper's a good movie. Another one that's a little tough to follow at times. Mm-hmm. Loses a bit of punch on, uh, it's a little forgettable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I remember, I saw it in theaters and that's it. I haven't seen it since, so maybe I should rewatch it to really say. I, rem- I remember liking it. Yeah. And I remember really liking uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance in it. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of uh, Bruce Willis's best in a while. He does. Yeah, of the, of the of the past decade, I'd say one of one, definitely one of the better he, ones. Dude, that he phones it in every time. Yeah, doesn't it seem like he's always like just driving like a, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, it's on a podcast. Adam Carolla said, Adam Carolla was like Bruce Willis is always in like a white Bronco just driving from some post apocalyptic bullshit. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's like always that. You know. Oh. But then, then when he, I think you'd really like him in Moonrise Kingdom, he's so different in that Wes Anderson's film. Bruce Willis? Yeah, you didn't know he's in that. No. Oh, hear me out. Bruce Willis, Edward Norton, Francis McDormand. Come on, Bill Murray. You know that movie's crazy, dude. Moonrise Kingdom's awesome. You would love, yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bruce Willis is in it. That's when I remember when that happened. You know, I was like 17 when that came out. Yeah, 2012. I remember when that came out. And I remember seeing that cast. And I was like, all right, this Wes Anderson guy clearly. <laughs> clearly has like something going on because these people he gets crazy crazy ensembles every fucking time you know and that was when i really started paying attention to him was that movie right you, on. you would you would love it yeah bruce willis i was really hoping bruce willis was gonna bring his a game for glass i know that movie i liked it but i should have loved it something listen oh man something we waited listen. 19 years for yeah. a sequel to unbreakable yeah it should have been better but uh We'll do that. That's also in the book. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We'll do, we'll do the Unbreakable split trilogy. Definitely in the book. But uh, Knives Out was great. Uh, we love it. And uh, it's a perfect Friday bonus. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It's a really fun movie, even if you know what's going to happen. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to have a uh, look back on the road to El Dorado. That's going to be great. Really funny movie. And then next Wednesday, we're doing Exorcist 2. Back at it with the horror, baby. And... Uh, I can't believe we're doing Exorcist 2 so soon after the first one. It was completely random. I know. And that's why we love the book. Yeah. We never know. The book is spoken. Damn straight. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this, and we will catch you on Sunday. Yeah, you guys be safe out there. Have a good weekend. Mm-hmm.